Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. On the Destroyer album, uh-huh. he says he's the first one to do it. Yeah. However, Ronnie James Dio uh-huh. states, come on, I've been doing this forever. My grandmother, who is from one of those Eastern European oh, nations. yes, indeed. And by the way, if you do the devil horns. Don't you have to spit? Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, and at least to me, this is a special and wonderful Rock School Radio Show. My name is Joe Burns. Again, you are... Tammy Burns. Now, the reason I consider this a special and a wonderful Rock School Radio Show has nothing to do with the topic. Oh, okay. This is the first show that's going to be on a brand new affiliate. WWNW. I know those are without a doubt the worst call letters ever put together. WWNW. Right. It stands for We're Westminster, New Wilmington, or at least that's what Dave Barnard told me it meant. It could just be that's what they could get. WWNW is a radio station of 4,000 watts that's on the campus of Westminster College in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania. Geez, Joe, how do you know so much about this? Why? It's my undergraduate education facility. Aww. That's where I have my degree from. That's yeah. where that's where I spent four years. And not to get maudlin, I'm going to tell you real quick. I never wanted to go to college. Never. I was going to be a rock star. And my mother went ahead and bribed me with a car. She said, why don't you just go to college? I'll give you a car. And I got a car. I got a Camaro, white Camaro with powder blue interior, Ooh, nice. 354 barrel. When you push the gas pedal, many hooves beat the ground. But <laughs> she bribed me to go to college. And uh-huh. the, first, the first semester I was there, she said, if I'm paying for your college, I'm going to pick your major. So I was a business major. Oh. And Tammy, I was in hell. I can imagine. It was terrible. Yes. And when I got home after my first semester, my father said, sat me down and gave me that speech of your grades don't improve you're we'll not take, going to get right. we'll take the car away son. that's right and i'm thinking to myself i didn't want to go to college in the first place you guys i come back and somebody says to me hey you got a decent voice you want to go on the radio and i know the word epiphany means religious But there was an epiphany for me. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I decided to contact the head of the communication department, his name, Dave Barner, Dr. David Barner. And he said, sure, come on the radio. And I'm telling you, it has what it is as what has turned me into an arrow pointed human being for the rest of my life. I I consider Dave Barner a mentor and outside of my father the greatest influence on my life, period. So the fact that the Rock School Radio Show is is on Titan Radio at Westminster College now, 
gives me such joy I can barely stand myself. And I'm sorry to the audience. I know that was maudlin. I get it. I get it. Cats in the cradle. I get it. Pop and circumstance. But welcome to our new affiliate, my undergraduate, Westminster College, Titan Radio. And I'm ecstatic that it's being run on that wow, radio station. Wow, you've come full circle. You can I die have. now, um, but I'm, don't. I'm absolutely ecstatic. So let's move along. Enough self-flagellation. Today's show came from the idea of, you know I teach public speaking, and over the summer, my summer classes have begun already, I was talking to the students on the first day, and I always ask them, what's your major? And one kid said, music. And I said to him, oh, come on, music has no intrinsic value anymore. And he looks at me and he says, yeah, but you can make your money touring. Can you? What? Can you? He obviously doesn't listen to this show, right? Can you, in fact, make enough money to hold a living down touring without having sold a single song? Oh, no. And that's what the show is about today. So Can we're I gonna... answer that already? No, no, no. no. We're gonna... no? I have specific numbers about touring bands, and I don't mean the Stones, and I don't mean Led Zeppelin. We, we mean somewhere in the middle? Right. We mean somebody who's making their way, someone who's the mid-level band, someone you go to a bar to see. Are they really making enough money? And I have the numbers. I'm going to tell you all about them. Let's play a song. This is Creedence Clearwater Revival, traveling band. We're going to do this kind of music all the way through. Bands that are trying to make money on the road. Sounds like this on Rock School. 737 coming out of the sky. Oh, won't you take me down to Memphis on a midnight ride? I won't move. Hey, it ain't a traveling band. Yeah. Let it fly and toss them. Hey. Green's Clearwater Revival Traveling Band. I can't imagine being a traveling band. I've always played in bands, yeah, but I've never been on a traveling band. As a matter of fact, I've got like a gig this weekend that I'm playing at a brewery, and I can't imagine being in a traveling band because when my gig is over, I get to come home, and I, I get a little bit of money. However, it has nothing to do... Uh, let me give you an example. I went down to New Orleans two weekends ago, and I played at the House of Blues. Now, people are thinking, oh, you made a ton of money. Actually, I played as part of the songwriters' sessions, Uh and I made a grand total of $31. $31 is what I got for playing songwriter sessions at the House of Blues in New Orleans. It was enough to pay your parking. I did a three-hour gig. Yes. It didn't even pay my parking. And I had to buy dinner. My parents came to see it. I'm old enough. I don't care. Yeah, please come. My parents came to see it. I had to park, like you say. I had to... You came down. Oh, your, you had, you your had friends. Ten, you had like 10 people there. Yeah, That's right. My, your our friends, friends came from New down. Orleans were there. Yeah. And I had to pay, obviously, for food. I had to pay for a babysitter for my kid. Oh, that was more than everything. I, I was upside down five times the amount of money I made. Because what we did was we split tips. The three of us who performed <laughs> split tips. That's what we got. Okay. <clears throat> Where did this idea 
of You Can Survive by Touring came from. Now, this is my suggestion, but I believe it came from Peter Grant, who was one of the original band members of Led Zeppelin. He was this huge 300-pound former bouncer who decided to be a tour manager. And here's what he did. He worked on a deal to sign Led Zeppelin to Atlantic Records. At that point in time, they weren't Led Zeppelin. They were what only... What were they? They were the New Yardbirds. Uh-huh. Because Jimmy Page was in the New Yardbirds. Right. He also signed them to Atlantic Records, and he got an unheard of sum of $200,000 before anyone had heard the first note of the album. Oh, my. Furthermore, he refused to release singles. Why? So people would have to buy the album. Yeah. And then he refused to let the band make television appearances. So if you wanted to see Led Zeppelin, you had to go to the concert. Oh my goodness. And furthermore, he said to promoters, look, I want a 90% of the gate. To which they went, you gotta be kidding me. It's always been a 50-50. And then Peter Green, or pardon me, Peter Grant made the statement that, look, you're getting 10% of a sellout. This is Led Zeppelin. You're getting 10% of a sellout. You can either take it or we're going to go to some other place in your town or we're going to skip your town altogether. Oh, nice. Right. So herein, in my opinion, with Peter Grant and Led Zeppelin begins the idea of those who tour make a tremendous amount of money and thus I don't have to pay for their music. Why? Because they make so much money touring. Is that true? Let's find out. I'm going to talk about today. All right, let's play a Led Zeppelin song. Here you go, right here in Rock School. Leaves are falling all around. Time, I was on my way. Thanks to you, I'm much obliged. It's such a pleasant stay. This is the first show that is going to run on WWNW, yeah. my, my college radio station. Okay. Are you a little nervous about that? I am. Why? Uh, I, I, part of me died when I said Peter Green instead of Peter Grant in the yeah. last break. Yes. So I, I want to make sure everything's you all right. You know what? You're still looking at him as your teacher. Well, he is. Da- Dr. David Barner? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've written five books on uh, computer programming. Uh-huh. My second book is dedicated to him. Outside of my father... He is the person who's had the most effect on my life, period. Ooh. How about that? Starting to sound a little bit of maudlin. It's crazy, man. All right, last break we talked about Peter Grant, the guy who was in charge of Led Zeppelin. But let's talk today. Why do the Stones still tour? 
Because they make money every time they tour. I get it, but isn't there a point at which I've got so much money being on tour is of no worth to me whatsoever? It would be to me. I would be sick of singing every song they have. I think about that, singing the song over and over again, and I would be sick of it. Okay, they still keep going out, and here's the reason I believe the Stones still, still tour, and this is the idea that people look at and they say, well, this is the reason I don't have to pay for music, because bands will make the money touring. It says here, digital music is almost worthless. And I've said that on this show a hundred times. Music has no intrinsic value. Right. A guy named Professor Peter Schmuck. I hate to say it, but I think no, that's his name. No, you did not say that. T-S-C-H-M-U-C-K. To Schmuck? How would you say it? I'd say schmuck and go on with it. Okay, he's the professor of performing arts in Vienna, and he runs a blog about economics and music business, and he states uh, that if you're selling a digital copy of a song, the best you can do is 12%. Uh Uh-huh. As opposed to 36% when you were selling CDs. So... I know what people are going to say. 12% is great. No. No, it isn't. No, it's not. And, and he says here, the best you can do is 12%. That's the top end. Right. Most so, people are not doing 12%. No, right? you're not doing anywhere near it. So touring is the best way to go. And again, touring is profitable for the big name bands. The Stones' last three tours topped $1 billion. So there you go. A band on tour should be able to keep themselves afloat. Here's the difference, though. How much would you pay to see the Stones? They're asking $350 per ticket. Would you pay that? Uh, No. Wouldn't you? I Mm -hmm. would in a heartbeat. And the reason is because I had a chance to see the Stones at $200 a ticket, and I, I gave it up. So I would pay $350 per ticket. Also, as the Stones, they can request a high-margin split. This is the difference between the venue and all the good stuff and what the band's going to get. The Stones get up to 60%. That's why when you say they made a billion dollars, it's wonderful. So, it's my opinion. This is why people make the statement. Well, I don't have to pay for music. The bands can just make their money touring. Ah, but yet not everybody is the Stones. So there you go. You've got what the Stones make. Next, coming up, we're going to make a point. This is not going to be good. Right. We're going to talk about what a mid-level or a band on the way up. My my buddy Steve Shepker, who was a a roadie, he said he worked for bands that were coming up Uh and bands that were coming down. Going down. So the bands that were coming up. Same ladder, right? How much did they make? Let's do that. Here we go. Rolling Stones on Rock School.
Coming into the first break, according to The Guardian, that's a newspaper in the United Kingdom, where does the money go? If you're on tour as a band, again, coming up, coming down, uh-huh. where does the music money go? The Stones cannot ask for that. We just went to see ZZ Top not too long ago. ZZ Top can ask for the monstrous amounts of money. Right. Bon Jovi, same thing. Where do the bands go that are coming up or coming down? And according to The Guardian, here it is. And they state this is mostly from anonymous sources, which leads me to believe it's correct. Because not a lot of people who want to be anonymous are telling you a lie. (laughs) So here we go. Since music is basically worthless today, here are the touring charges. 10% of the amount of money you're going to make for a gig is going to go to the booking fee. These are the people who will make sure that you have a place to stay and they're going to take a percentage of your tickets in order to make a point of where you're going to stay or play. 5% goes to taxes. It's much more in the UK. And believe it or not, it's much more in the great state of Louisiana, which is where we're broadcasting from. Right. Because many times you'll see that a person played Alabama, then played Mississippi, and then shot right over to Texas. Yeah, they skipped Louisiana. Right, because the taxes are too high. Uh Uh-huh. It says here they can expect up to 3% of the gross. Uh, It also says 25,000 seems to be the split where they raise the amount of percentage on the taxes. It says here approximately 80% is left over to split between the band and the promoter. Here's the problem, though. That yeah. eight, you think to yourself, 80%, that's fantastic. The problem is that 80% must cover, ready for this? Hit me. Field costs, venue hires, stage hand, venue staff, electricians, power, spotlight hire, scaffolding, barriers, catering, public liability insurance in case someone gets hurt at the show, backstage furniture, forklifts, rigging, medical staff, transport, and even towels. I'm broke. Right. And you also suggest to yourself, well, no, wait a minute, isn't there a rider? Aren't we supposed to tell the place where we're playing that we want this food and all that kind of stuff? Well, yeah, the the Foo Fighters can do that. Yeah. You, on the other hand, are probably going to have McDonald's brought to you. If not, get in the car and go get McDonald's. Bring your food yourself. Exactly Here's a bottle of water, right? Right. What's left is usually approximately 15% of the full take, and that's split between you and the promoter. That's what people who are knocking themselves out are dealing with. And we haven't even gotten into the idea of pay for play. However, if you are a touring band and you're talking about the numbers that we're talking about, pay for play probably isn't something you're messing with. So we got to take a break. I believe we have a brand new person listening to us, and I'm going to take that for this time around. Can you say it? I can. WWNW Titan Radio. 
where I went to undergraduate, and the fact that I'm on it makes me so happy I can barely stand myself. Well, have you ever announced that those call letters before? Oh, multiple times. Oh, yeah, I'll say it again. I can tell you that Dave Barner, who was in charge of it, got very angry at me because of my Ohio accent. No, what'd you say? I couldn't say the word W. Uh-oh. What I said was W. W. W-W. What he did is he took me aside and he said, look at me and say... I have a double stuff Oreo cookie for you. I remember this from when I was like 19. <laughs> I have a double stuff Oreo cookie for you. And I said it back. I have a double stuff Oreo cookie. I have a double stuff cookie for you. I have a double stuff cookie for you. I have a double cookie for you. I have a double cookie for you. I have a double U. I have a double U. There. That's how you say the letter. Double U. How about that? Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break, one thing I didn't talk about was known as the guarantee. Have you ever heard of the guarantee? Uh, No. It it is exactly what it sounds like in the name. A guarantee is an amount of money that people are paid simply to tour because they appear in a city for money. For example, if you're ZZ Top, if you're Bon Jovi, if you're Duran Duran, if you're what have you, you're guaranteed a certain amount of money. And this is nothing that is available to the person who is touring who doesn't yet have that name recognition. Okay. And the problem with the guarantee, especially if you don't have it, is the co- or are the costs uh, things like roadies, buses, trucks, etc. These are the costs that are required. They're paid whether you play or not. They're paid whether you get the money from the venue or not. Because I've played a couple venues and what we were offered, we didn't get. Really? Not, not enough people showed up or you know, just people not being nice. I gotcha. And the reason I say those costs are required is because you are paying people. Again, roadies, buses, trucks, and what have you. It's like owning a zoo, if no one walks in the gate, it's not the animal's fault. Right. They still animal need to still be paid. Animal still has to eat, right? Right. They still need to eat. They still need... Well, I said paid, but I'm not sure what a rhinoceros is going to do with do a $100 Do they use check. money? They do. Do they, they have pockets? They feed... Well, yeah, rhinoceroses do, which basically rhinoceroses <laughs> are just basically fat unicorns. W-W-W. I got to get out of this as quickly as possible. Yeah, here you go. Rocking all over the world. Status quo on Rock School.
Coming into the uh, bottom of the hour, my name is Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. Do you know what the most successful tour of all time is? Most people would jump to U2, but that's wrong. I would uh, say the Rolling Stones. Not the Rolling Stones either. It's the Eagles. They are the first billion-dollar road band. They're also the first band to charge $100 per ticket. A guy named Irving Asimov said to them, you can get triple figures per ticket. And they did. Wow. So it is the Eagles. It's the Hell Freezes Over tour, and it may very well be the highest grossing tour in history. The numbers were not released. Uh, however, when U2 released their numbers, the uh-huh. people from the Eagles looked at it and went, amateur. <gasps> That's right. Oh, my gosh. All right, bottom of the hour. Let's do something. Uh, those of you who are listening on Titan Radio, let's do something. We do each one of the shows at the bottom of the hour. It's called Seven Days in 70 Seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. June 4th all the way through June 10th. Something that happened on those rock and roll dates. And Tammy has Monday go. June 4th, 1992. The post office unveils and releases its Elvis stamp. And guess who won? Young Elvis. Of course. Yeah, I was on the air when it happened, and we called uh, post offices all over the local area, and they told us what they thought of it. June 5, 1983, U2 plays Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. Despite rain, the concert is an intimate and energetic get-together. Later released as a concert film called Under a Bled, uh, Blood Red Sky. June 6, 1990, the two live crew album, as nasty as they want to be, becomes the first album declared legally obscene. And not only obscene, but people who sold it uh-huh. were arrested on selling pornography. Ooh. Not kidding. June 7th, 1993, Prince officially changes his name to that weird symbol. And June 8th, 1940... Happy birthday, Nancy Sinatra. Oh, nice. June 9th, 2017, Gene, uh, Gene Simmons files for a patent for the Devil Horns Hand mm. on the Destroyer album. Uh-huh. He says he's the first one to do it. Yeah. However, Ronnie James Dio uh-huh. states, come on, I've been doing this forever. My grandmother, who is from one of those Eastern European oh, nations. yes, indeed. And by the way, if you do the Devil Horns. Don't you have to spit? No, you don't. When the Devil Horns, uh-huh. are, uh, devil horns are up, yeah. what they're doing is protect. Protecting you from a curse. Absolutely. If the devil Throw horns down, are man. pointing <gasps> at you, they're pointing Ooh. a curse at you. And finally, June 10th, The Sopranos ends with maybe the greatest use of music in a television show. Don't stop believing and but it came to a dead Hated hole. it. Hated it. Hated it. Back to the billboard. Look at the Eagles and the first billion dollar road band. It says here on the History of the Eagles tour... It says their last three grossed $253 million, sold 2 million tickets, 147 shows. Since reuniting in 1994, the Eagles have reported 564 shows totaling $850 million in gross, 8.8 million tickets sold. Given that box score... It is assumed, along with the merchandise, the Eagles have grossed $1 billion. Put your little pinky next to the corner of your mouth and Should say, I do it like Dr. Evil? Yes. $1 billion. There you go. Eagles, get over it on Rockstore.
Let's come into the second break just a little bit early. Tammy, have you ever heard of Pompalamoose? Pompalamoose? I'm assuming I'm uh, pronouncing that uh, correctly. P-O-M-P-L-A-M-O-O-S-E. Pompalamoose. I never have. Yep. It sounds like a great animal, though, doesn't it? A no, no, actually, it means grapefruit in French. Are it's, you serious? Yes. It's an American musical duo. A couple of Californians, Jack Conte and Natalie Dawn, formed in 2008, have been doing quite well because of viral videos on YouTube, Okay, and decided to make mount a tour what's wonderful about it is pomplamoose went out of its way to make a point of stating here to the dollar is what we spent nice and here to the dollar is what we make oh dear all right so i'm going to ask you right up front yes did these people make a profit or not? Simple no, yes I think or no that, question. I think they just broke even. Okay, fair enough. They embarked on a 28-city tour, 24 shows in 23 cities around the United States, sold 1,129 tickets in San Francisco alone. Now, according to the two people, once again, Jack Conte, Natalie Dawn, they had to, even before the first ticket was sold, they had to rent lights, book hotel rooms, rent a van, assemble a crew, buy road cases, and rent a trailer. Those expenses meant two credit cards, 17000 on one credit card and 7000 on another. So before they even decided to roll... They were $24,000 in the hole. Oh, my goodness. Could Let's say I decided I'm going to leave the Rock School radio show. I'm going to stop being a college professor. And I am going to go out on tour. Would you look at me and say, you feel free to go ahead and spend $24,000 before one ticket is sold? No. No? No. Uh, we'll be back to tell you more about how it happened. Remember... We are on Titan Radio. And what are those call letters? WWNW. It stands for We're Westminster, New Wilmington, and it's where I started. And I, you know, I, I don't mean to sound maudlin. I really don't. And it sounds like I'm, I'm pushing this harder than, but every human being has a point in their life where they were not going the right direction, and then, pang, they took off. When I hit the radio station, I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I know the word epiphany means religious. My first radio show, which, by the way, was a disaster on wheels, was at WWNW. Which is in which state? Because a lot of Pennsylvania. people... Pennsylvania. There you go. Pennsylvania. I, I didn't even want to go to college. My parents bribed me with a car. And my world moved forward. It, I can't even explain to you how much this is the reason... You, I, you I'm is not starving. who you is I'm because not, of this, huh? I'm not under a bridge and eating whatever someone else threw away. <laughs> and you're not an accountant. How, I'm, I, nothing no. nothing uh, against people who do numbers. It's just not who yeah, you are. Two plus two is five. Is that true? That's <laughs> it, man. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Coming out of the second break, we're talking about Pomplamoose yeah. and how much it took them to go on tour. It says here one week of salaries since they decided to set an amount of money. Right. If, if we're the two people, you and I, we uh-huh. have a band, and we hire musicians to come with us, they're not on the fight. Nobody's coming for free, right? Right. They wish to have an amount of money handed to them. As a matter of fact, you probably don't remember this, but I played guitar... For one of the, and it wasn't AGT, it might have been The Voice, I don't remember, but I was hired to play guitar for one of the performers on one of those television uh, shows. And I did it. I mean, I met with her in the morning, and within two hours, we had come up with X number of songs, and later that night at a restaurant, I mean, we played for probably 200 people, Uh, I, I played, and I knew for a fact that she was done after the end of the night and she would move on to the next city and she would find another person like me exactly here you go guy here's a hundred here's two hundred dollars right. learn these right. 35 songs and she you, was the star right and you say to yourself joe you learned it wasn't 35 it was probably 20 mm-hmm. am i right about that no, yeah absolutely joe learned these 20 songs and you you say to yourself come on joe you didn't learn 20 songs as a matter of fact i did I laid out, I I created pieces of paper that showed all of the cordings and it was in the key that she wanted. And when all is said and done, I got a Mexican dinner, a couple of beers, and I think I got $100 for it. And then later that night, the band I was in opened for her. And then we hung around. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, the amount of money that we received to open for her was food for the five members of the band. Does that sound about right? Am I remembering but, that correctly? Yeah, you've got that right. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Well, anyway, it says here when Pomplamoose went out, one week of salaries for the four musicians and two crews, which were front of house engineer and tour manager, cost $8,794. That came out to $43,974 for the tour. Thus, overall, when all was said and done, the tour, which once again, 28 days, meaning 24 shows in 23 cities around the United States, cost them $147,802. How much money do you think they made in profit when all was said and done? Oh, I know. I know. Oh. Here you go, Pomplamoose, ladies and gentlemen. This is called Ache and Heart on Rock School. Start in the middle, push your way to the top. I don't know if you'll ever make it, but you gotta work, you gotta work, you gotta work. Don't stop, it's the remedy for your Okay, we have done our best to tell you what 
Pomplamoose has spent. Please tell me. $147,000. Okay. Now, let's go the opposite direction. Yeah, what yeah, did yeah. they pull in? Ticket sales, $97,519. Merch sales, $29,714. Sponsorship from Lenovo, believe it or not. Really? Lenovo decided to sponsor them. $8,750. The bottom line was that after they spent all the money, now some of it was up front and some of it was as the tour went on, when all was said and done, they made $135,983. However, they had expenses of 147802 Thus, they lost $11,819. I am hitting my head against the mic right now. This is what bands are up against. This idea of, well, I'm not going to buy your music. Good Lord. You're going to make your money touring. Here you go. And according to Pomplamoose, we've not made it. We're making it. Here you go. It's Pomplamoose once again on Rock School. more to talk to you there is a website out there called tricord.com which created a wonderful piece called the reality of touring revenue from someone who has done it for 32 years and what tricord.com decided to do was put it out to the facebook community and basically say we can't make a living touring right the sponsorship has to be higher right they only sponsored what eight thousand dollars that's it that's, that's not enough money to come from a company. That's completely true. And what they did was decided to look at the Facebook comments and what people said. No, come on, you can do this. And they addressed it. Okay, here we go. Don't use a brand new van. Use a $1,500 used van. To which they answered, yeah, what happens if it breaks down in Bend, Oregon? Who's going who's gonna to pay the money to get you out of that? Who wants to stay in Bend, Oregon? That's the thing, right? <laughs> play seven nights a week. Those of you who are only playing three, four nights a week, come on. Play seven nights a week. You'll make money. To which they answered, uh, you ever notice the space on the map between Kansas City and Denver? You just can't decide to play a gig each night. Furthermore, voices simply don't work 21 nights in a row. Drivers fall asleep. And everyone dies. Another statement from Facebook. Sell more merchandise. It's not worth it. Oh my gosh. It's not worth it. You get basically $3 a head in merchandise. The problem is, if you don't have the merchandise, you can't sell it. So you have to up front pay for t-shirts, pay for CDs, what have you. Right. Do you have that money? 
Get a corporate sponsor! It's easy to do when you sell thousands of tickets, but if you're middle tier of bands, that's simply not going to happen. And finally, play more mainstream music, man! No. We're a band. We're attempting to make our way in the world. We want you to hear our songs, not us playing someone else's songs. So the next time someone says to you, Hey man, I don't have to pay for music. They're going to make money touring. I don't think they will. Wow. We got to do something about this streaming. Got to do something about the streaming. So, I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Good morning, good evening, whatever you want to call it, Westminster College, where I got my undergraduate WWNW Titan Radio. We'll see you next week. That's going to do it. Class is dismissed. You know I'm a dreamer. But my heart's a gold I had to run away high So I wouldn't come home low Just when things went right It doesn't mean they were always wrong Just take this song And you'll never be left all alone Take me to your heart Fill me in your bones Just one more night and I'm